Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until, of course, something dramatic happens and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Help. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with GEICO, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This GEICO sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your GEICO team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. Hello there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo and it is Inauguration Day. We're not going to, I did a special show on Key Largo uh, on Keys Bartender Spillage uh, watching the previous, since he didn't mention the current president's or the incoming president's name, I'm not going to mention his name on here uh, at th- for this show, but there are lingering things. I was toying with the idea of playing my boyfriend's back, but uh, as I know, some of my listeners may be, may or may not be homophobic, and they may consider that uh, allusion too directly gay, but I don't think there's any problem. Love is love, uh, but uh, it's, it's not my uh, lifestyle, but it doesn't make it wrong. I am, how am I getting sidetracked already? I got so much to talk about today. A couple episodes ago, I mentioned, uh, or maybe, well, it's possible. I, I, I went into work. I worked part-time at a hospital at the gym, and I got offered. Uh, they said, hey, listen, we got a certain amount of vaccines, and they got to give them out to employees. Um, would you like the vaccine? Yes, they said that to me. Uh, would you like the vaccine? And I said, yeah, yes. And so I sent him an email. I said, every time I put every moment, I said, I am available every day until 3 o'clock, which could have put me in spot. If they put me at 3 o'clock, that would have been late. But um, to have, except for Monday, I'm going to work all day Monday, to get a shot. And I know there's a lot of people out there that didn't want to get the vaccine for it. But um, I am not one of those people. They, when I first started working for the hospital, they required each year to get the flu shot. And uh, I'm not, I never needed one before, but, you know, and it's not like I was going to walk around if I got sick. But then again, you can, from what I understand, you can carry the flu just like you can carry COVID uh, and be asymptomatic. So I didn't, I wanted to avoid being a, a typhoid merrick. And it also helps me as a bartender for several reasons. I won't get, you know, if I can get this, you know, I've got three more weeks to get around February 9th, get my second one, and then whatever that takes 
that point. I'll still use social distancing and mask and things like that. But and it's not because I don't believe it's effective. It's because it's better than trying to explain to people who haven't gotten their vaccine that you they got to wear it because of the mandate in the, the Monroe County where we are. Are you get where I'm coming from? That I will wear a mask out instead of going saying, hey, listen, I had the vaccine, show my card after February 9th and say that. And also it'll help when you're traveling out of the United States and going different places. Oh, yeah, I've been vaccinated. But it, you know what? I'm not going to pull that bullshit, too. It's, you know, mask because uh, people say, oh, you're afraid to go through contention. No, I don't want to feel like a hypocrite and explain to have the people because I know if you can believe that Democrats drink the uh, or celebrities or something drink the blood of children or a pedophile ring and they worship Satan then you probably would think all sorts of things about a guy not wearing a mask, but asking you to wear a mask. Kind of crazy, wouldn't it? So I'm doing it to show my solidarity for the people that realize, yes, this is important. And listen, if you do not get a vaccine, then you should always wear a mask. So your women once or should be wearing a mask forever. I know. That's going to suck. That's going to try to explain that to people. Um, and if you don't, if you try, if you do spread it and get other people sick, well, in the words of one of my regulars, here we go. You're an asshole. <laughs> You're an asshole. You certainly are. Thank you. Um, she keeps on bugging me all the time to say, where's my residuals? Where's my money? Uh, well, I didn't get any money yet. I'm still working in a negative with this. But we're looking to do that. So if any sponsors, because uh, uh, probably won't be as political for the next four years. So um, don't have to bitch. And uh, the, my, uh, I mentioned yesterday, I don't know if I mentioned I mentioned today on the other show that my sister expected um, that she called my father uh, and before he hung up on her, <laughs> she said, make sure all your electronic devices are charged and you have enough battery power for your oxygen and stuff like that because she bought into, I guess, when they started kicking off everyone off Parler and uh, uh, Twitter and all that stuff, all the crazy, um, uh, the, the, the darkest of the conspiracy theories rose to the top and my sister has fallen into the darkest part of it and the radicalizing the people that are still hanging on because that's the only message. Maria Bartolomeo on Fox uh, Business she uh, still suggesting that the capital insurrection was led by Antifa BLM activists which they've arrested over 100 people and they haven't found one which would have been um, maniacal, like a uh, one of those. I guess they've been watching too much of that 24 or spy shit that people are able to game the system that much and say, hey, listen, we know there's going to be a big uprising, so why don't we just put some of our people in and get them in 
most extreme stuff so we can make them feel as if um, they're the ones who um, instigated it. So we've uh, sold, we've seen that um, the inauguration. I'll have a couple things on because this is called Riddle Me This, this episode I might call or I was going to put in my boyfriend's back, but I didn't want to get the, I, I didn't want to have to deal, deal with the royalties and stuff like that because he had to pay how many times people listen and stuff like that because that would have been, actually you could send off and, and still piss off some people, but from now on, uh, hopefully you won't be hearing it much and uh, you should be, if, if you listen to the negative stuff, then you're going to be unhappy for four years. I know you're hoping for everything to fall apart, but uh, when it doesn't happen, well, they're going to have to put, you, we're going to have to put things back together. When it doesn't happen, I know you're not going to admit that it wasn't this and that. So, okay. So, while we're listening this morning, before my wife and daughter took off for school, we're watching the news, and they're explaining on CNN where all the flags are on the lawn outside the Capitol. Between that, I mean, it's not the reflecting pool. It's not where the uh, Lincoln Memorial is. Um, the reflecting, well, maybe not. It's on the west side of the Capitol, I think, if I, I'm not correct. And she's going, how many people, re- as, th- how many people, she says, ask me, how many people are going to be there, blah, 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 blah. And the guy Exactly. We're here as clear as day what the guy's saying, how many people are going to be there. And I just pointed to it. She goes, well, why? I said, he's exactly answering the question that you were asking me. A guy that's on the ground there is telling you exactly what's in place on the lawn that wasn't there. And now people, you know, whatever crazy bullshit they're going to say, they're going to say, well, at least they didn't have as much as... What's his name? And I said, well, they don't have as much because they can't have as much because of the insurrection on January 6th. But they were answering that, and I asked Kathy, why are you asking me this? There's an expert right there. She goes, I want to hear from you. And I said, so you want to hear secondary information that I'm listening to in front of you, and I'll explain it to you again? You heard it. And I said, or do you want me to speculate? And I said, so I went to her. I said, there's going to be a million people. Right? Not true. Not true, but I just figured, you know, it was going on right in front of the guys reporting that. And, you know, it's just uh, amazing sometimes. I know, and I'm such a sarcastic guy. I can understand how she gets pissed off at me, Abby, that when she asks me a question, and in her head, it's a legitimate question that she wants to know the answer to. In my head, it's a question to, like a joke. Like, are you, I, I'm, I'm not getting the punchline. I'm just looking at people when they ask me. Sometimes when people ask me a question, just like I said yesterday, are, your, are the wings good here? Do the wings taste good? How's your drink? Do you make good drinks? You go, how long? Obviously, you're looking at me. If, unless you think I'm uh, a man in his 50s and I decided to become a bartender yesterday, 
I don't know what the expectation is. It's just like uh, I was waiting for my surgery, right? And I have been talking to my doctor. You know, we had three visits when we, prior to the surgery. And I've seen him in pre-op this past December 28th. And he asked me, do you have any questions? And I could have said, hey, do you do good surgeries? Are you, are you really good at this? You know? And as you said, you heard previously, I wasn't nervous about the surgery per se as much as having the surgery occur. I mean, I was ready to do cartwheels. I mean, physically, I, I mean, I do that half-ass cart and you know, you're at that. You know, your, your knees are still bent, your ass is sticking out. The thing is probably 40 degrees. That's the closest cartwheel I can do. Uh, and, and probably... The best cartwheel I could do now is probably only like 30% of the cartwheel I could do at my best, which was pretty shitty before. But then again, who the hell would want to do a cartwheel? Let's say I'm going to pause you. Pause it right now. I have a phone call coming in from a lady. A lovely lady. Hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I had my microphone on. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Okay, that's okay. She was asking me what I was going to do today and stuff like that. We had ribeye last night at home. And I made homemade baked macaroni and cheese. Yes, listen, I am a pretty good cook. I mean, whip up homemade. I'm not talking about that. I hate the word. You know what? I'm not going to call it shit because I've eaten that instant powdered macaroni and cheese. And it's like, it's junk food. And junk food is great. But every so often, real, you get real cheese, you gotta grate it, make a sauce, and all that stuff. That's what I did yesterday while making various things for the vegetables. The daughter ate them. You gotta make the macaroni and cheese interesting, so lots of cheese, right? So she gets a lot of protein. I know it's not the healthiest thing to put in your sauces and all that stuff, but daughter decides she doesn't want to eat anymore. There's only so much fish you can eat. I can feed more fish, but I just don't want to eat the fried fish and boiled fish and this fish. It's just, it's only so much fish. But the point is, uh, with the questions, I think we were just talking about it's crazy. The crazy kind of questions you might get from life. Coming out of the, it would be similar Today the question was similar to me walking out of the bathroom and someone asked me while I'm standing in front of the bathroom with the door open and you can see the urinal asking where the bathroom is. Or are you done in there? And you're walking out and you wash your hands and you say to the guy, are you done in there? And you wash your hands and I feel like, you know, if someone asked me something like that, I would go right in the door and lock my hands and wash my hands. At some point, if your powers of observation are a negative to you, like you're seeing something happen and you still have to ask the question, you know, it's as if you walk up to, uh, I'm going to make some metaphors. You go, I'm from Pennsylvania, you go to the Poconos, the Poconos Mountains in eastern Pennsylvania. 
where people ski, people come from work, don't seriously get out there. They, they're not geniuses. it's mid-Atlantic region, it's not always the, you know, it's never there is many times where it's too warm for snowing it's paved all the time so if you go up there and you want to see a big boulder that you look up at the hill and there's no snow, you couldn't fit five kids, right? and they didn't have any easy money now I imagine you have snow gear and stuff it's probably ice skating in those places. But going up there and there's no snow, you go, hey, I'll come to the mountain slopes and you know, look it up. And they're like, oh my God. Oh, I mean, if I was answering the question, they're going, where's your seat? I go, where's your pole? You know, obviously you're blind if you snow. restaurant and it's loud with music and voices and I can barely hear the person talking and I'm talking talking over the crowd and people go are you open that way okay that's listening now let's have a drink it's it's six o'clock on a Friday night and you're talking over it is it a restaurant Disbelieving eyes, disbelieving eyes, just crazy, crazy places. So today, um, being what it is, uh, I was talking about getting, uh, yesterday I'll tell you a brief thing, and then I want to uh, talk, oh, I'm going to talk about expectations and things like that, because when I went, when they gave me my appointment to get the shot, my expectations were was for a little operation where the keys, the total population of 100 miles, 120 miles. Because this thing is 70,000 people in New York. 70,000 full-time people in New York. They live there. And a lot of people were offering use of maybe 20,000 or whatever for those that are active anyway. Um, meaning that there's 50,000 people really involved. Over 120 say it's about 50, 50 people per mile. Okay? And we have three hospitals, uh, a bunch of uh, maybe a bunch of urgent care facilities, which are kind of clinics and clinics and stuff like that. Maybe another 20 or more. So three, three hospitals that 50 thousand people that are involved in stuff like that. And so there's you know, 25 facilities. So that means 2,000 persons that spread out. And you know, most people, the problem was a lot of people, 60, 70 percent of the uh, population would be open to the idea of vaccinating 30 percent of the population. So you take those and 30 percent, that's 35,000. So that's 30, 35 people per mile. expected a small operation because they're spread over two weeks getting the, the shot. But you know how many people they've, they've 
search markets in the upper keys, um, Publix, and maybe the start doing it the regular like Walgreens and CVS. You add those in, there'd be 50 places. So over the course of two, three months, they'd only have to do like four people a day, right? Let's say it's, they, they expect it to be J June to get everyone that wants a vaccine to get a vaccine down here because of the amount of people and places to get it. Let's say between now and June, how many people a day would you get vaccinated? And that's six times, that's five times 30. So I show up in the hospital, and they have a list. They ask your name. They ask for your ID. Fill out a form. You know, it's just happy you have allergies, happy you had these mumps, happy you had to test positive for this, um, this, that. And uh, I don't know what the wrong answer would be to give them, maybe. So obviously, I gave them the right answers, and no wrong was at all wrong. And I, I say, I. That would have been, that's an interesting question I didn't have on there. And ask, have you been tested for COVID? Have you test, tested positive or negative? So, I mean, that would have been giving you more information, but we're not there. So, go in there, and obviously, I am the youngest person on average by 20 years. Now, there's, I'm not that far off. I guess people are 65 and older. instead of making it first responders and those kind of things. But the hospital's gotten a certain amount, too. So Maryland's Hospital, I think, most said people are looking at it and saying, what's going on? Let's have pre-existing conditions, something like that. But I sit there. There's three or four people working. I don't know if they're RNs or anything. I think there's at least a couple RNs in the hospital because I even saw someone from there volunteering to send people up and then I walk into the room there's one lady and there's two partitions with those medical Chinese walls there so when people sit down to get their shot um, they suggest people get their shot and someone privately I don't know what what would have to need a little encouragement to get their shot but I did and I sat there and I gave her my arm and uh, barely felt then they gave me a card, a big card. They didn't make it thin. They made it, they, they could have made a size of a, a wallet size card, but they made it bigger. So almost you have to, like a press pass almost. And then let me see what it says. Tells me uh, it's a Pfizer vaccine. It tells me when I need to go back, when I got it. And the person that gave it to me, my birth date. And we schedule a second I don't think it would be two days in a row. 
from Sunday. But maybe they're going to be okay on Sunday. That'd be something. So we get the shot, and which is really cool. And I knew two of the people there. There were people in my spin class that I had taught uh, at the hospital. That as soon as as soon as Murphy was passed the news, it was made public, and two people who are in the ICU now that were in the sixties are right after me. They said, I, I, "We're waiting together to chat because you, after you get the shot, you got to wait fifteen minutes." And I'm sitting there, and there's characters coming. Biker and a hippie, a hippie biker. And I was like, he's there. Uh, he's not the guy I'm talking to. And then there's a guy who comes out to me. He's in a wheelchair. He's uh, and he's got oxygen mask already. So, you know, that guy really needs it. They get their shot. We're all waiting. Now the guy in the wheelchair can speak. Okay, we can move him out from one place to another. He only has six chairs. So they, what they do is give six people shots, you do the six people, and then wait for them 15 uh, minutes and release them. So I'm sitting there, and it's about 15 minutes, and uh, what's about 16 minutes, and they send the guy in a wheelchair to tell he could go. And I'm talking to people in the hospital, and I, I went and got the shot before them, and they're like, they're keeping me around for eye candy. Not all old people get it. So the people that I'm talking to came after the guy in the wheelchair who was in there. And then after 20, 25 minutes, they said, oh, you can go now. So then I raised my hand. I go, I'm sorry. I didn't want to cause any problems because I work here. I don't want to be one of those guys. And I did say, it was not an exaggeration. I just said, hey, can you check me? I'm, I, I got my shot before those and three people he sent away already. And, oh, you're on another page. And I go, um, yes, the previous page, right? And she goes, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> when were you guys? She's putting a yellow line through people, their names, when they can leave. And there's mine. Um, she just said, oh, yes, you can go. And I said, okay. I said, well, I mean, I would have waited probably a half hour or something. It was, uh, so I got the shot, and don't you know it, last night, the arm felt, it felt like my reaction was as if uh, I got in my left arm, and it felt as if I was playing punch above my head right now, going down the highway, and I go, I'm going to punch somebody. That's where it feels like in my arm. And now it's coming back up, actually. It felt as if I really, it was shoulder day side and I really looked at my arm. That's it. That's it. So February 9th or, in or, or about February 9th is the second one. I was going to come that one but it probably that usually I think the first one didn't work but you never know. Maybe the second. And it was the Pfizer one. That's what did it. And uh, my expectation was uh, maybe that. A sore a sore And I have that tattoo of the two cross swords going down 
to x. It's down to, oh, the x marks is 5. So anyway, and I knew uh, some of the workers there was nice, and uh, it was quite the operation. It looked like they had about 10 people working there, and they were just nice. If you reflected across the United States, for instance, you'd think, wow, man, this is, this is really organized. It looked, it looked organized. They did. And then I downloaded the app from the CDC, which I never did to give us a free tour. And I filled it out from when I got it. So I'm thinking, well, geez, at least if there's ever a time that they require you have a passport, okay, it's this, the, uh, this COVID-19 vaccine, rapid vaccination, I'm helping them accomplish that. This is like my driver's license, credit card, and my employee identification that uh, I get to find out stuff that I know is Yes, thumb up. So it, it actually met expectations then. And I was surprised by that, that the, the, um, the vaccine did that. And we'll find out in a minute. They said it affords you about a 50 to 60% protection, the first shot. So the second shot is the one that keeps you all the way up to almost 100%, 95% and 95% of the grade and that is pretty, pretty, pretty good. And since I'm not a unlucky guy helping my vet that I get it after I had the vaccine and I bartended since May and now it's January and I haven't gotten sick or tested positive. I've been tested three times or two times. I've been tested two times and I have the vaccine, I'd be highly surprised. My expectation is I won't suffer. But that may be. Who knows? There could be a variant that doesn't affect you. But we got to do our part. Now, speaking of expectations, let's go back into history. This is not history. This is personal history. When I was 14 years old, my mother remarried for the third time. And she uh, married an Air Force guy, so I, uh, I didn't have a problem with the Air Force. But I was ready to settle down as a, I was in eighth grade, and I didn't want to be traveling all the way uh, as a member of a service family. My father was a year, a year out from retiring from the government in Philadelphia, and we bought a house. And his widowed mother, my, my grandmother and my dad, decided to get a house and a nice and then in a more let's say uh, my grandmother's house now in San Diego Lake in Philadelphia but it was a changing neighborhood it was getting a little poor it was a nice house and it was changing so and it was away from the supermarkets weren't nearby and stuff like that so I moved into the edge of the city but still in the city still inside my dad stayed inside Philadelphia we were literally a couple hundred yards from the city line, but it kept us in the city far northeast. And uh, I decided to move in with my father. But the one thing 
I would have, I don't know what I would have changed, but my mom, uh, within a year, the man she married, Bruce, retired from the Air Force, and they moved down to Canada. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really get along with Bruce that much, so that, that was all right, but um, he was a good guy. He was a good human guy. I think he's a good guy. He had his issues. And um, they moved to Tampa. Now, I like Tampa. I love Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. I spent a couple of years there. I was born here. I spent a couple of years when I was in uh, third grade and fourth grade and a couple of years when I was in sixth and seventh grade. So I really, really was looking forward to uh, moving back to Philadelphia. I'm trying to go to one high school because my dad was retiring. Was retiring and he didn't want to go to school and he didn't want to just stay put. So, my mom had moved to Tampa. I'm living in Philadelphia. A year later, I'm 15, 16 uh, years old. I'm 15. And we're Easter break, and we decide my dad sends uh, my sister and I, I don't think my sister went at this time, but I went. couple t-shirts and jeans from Easter, a big jeans and a, and a big t-shirt. My expectation was like, it's it's late March, whenever Easter was, I believe. You know, going down to Florida, it's got to be warm. Right? Well, it's 50 degrees now in Tampa that time. Get up in the morning, I'm wearing the wrong clothes. But people that get on the plane that come from Wisconsin or something like that, obviously if you're in a place where it's, you know, 20 degrees, you're not going to really bitch about 50. But when you don't bring the right clothes, it's just like getting up in the morning, showing up in your life and showing your jacket. A jean jacket was never meant to be a jean jacket unless I was like, unless I'm like 55 years old. So like old Especially when you leave, you don't have like this layer of battery. So the expectations of coming down to Tampa is a little different. It's nice, it's a little cool now, but it's actually have beautiful weather in Tampa. And it means this week is going to be in the upper 70s and maybe hit 80, which is gorgeous. And at night, it's this heat, it's like 67 degrees, which is, I absolutely love that weather. Then you, you get the muggies. The muggies are strong about one or two hours. But we're gonna, we'll probably stay cool there for a couple, at least a couple more weeks. I got a new AC unit in here. It's nice and quiet. But if you don't need the AC, um, my expectation is that there's some nice weather. And hopefully, February 9th, after whatever I'm gonna find out in Alaska, that I get second shot, I will think about getting insurance for restaurants in Tampa. And this way, I can just move my setup. And since I'm in one, I'll just use whoever, I'll make sure I get a mid sock or the microphone. Some people use microphone. Wipe, wipe the microphones down and make sure everyone's protected. But they won't 
that second shot, people won't be getting affected by it, and I won't be exposing them like they have been for a while, and I won't be bringing them into my place, which is pretty cool. You know, I, I always, that's what I kind of worried about. My biggest thing was um, getting a shot that here I am, I'm espousing safety, public health, and all this stuff, common sense precautions like wearing masks and social distancing and washing your hands. And I'm working in the worst environment for that, which is a bar. You know, the most expensive most place because the amount of time you spend and the amount of protection people accrue because of all the drinking. People are less inhibited. Uh, I mean, yesterday I was at Winn-Dixie South of here with uh, two people, uh, Tavern to be exact. And I see this guy, he's kind of dumpy, and he's with his son, and he has the mask under his jaw, walking around. And I wanted to just walk up to him and say something. And I realized he was a little guy, a little chubby guy. I just didn't want to, you know what, I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his son. Maybe he looked like he may have been drinking, so he may have thought that he had his mask on or something like that. Maybe his son was just stupid enough to have driver's license or something like that, so he walked around with it, something, so I didn't go and say something, he wasn't being militant about it, and, um, you know, I, I, I have this thing about not embarrassing people in front of their children, you know, even if I disagree with them, as long as they're not being brutal to their children. Someone's hurting someone. You got to step in. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to step up and do the right thing. But you know, other than the times, you just got to let it slide, and that's what we're doing. Well, listen, um, we reached the end of the show. I uh, like to thank you for listening. We got a couple. Uh, we got a slate of people coming up next week, and I know this week is probably going to be solo. I. I apologize if you um, would like me to be a guest, but, you know, it's a hectic time right now, and I'm dropping these episodes just so we have a continuation of the movies, okay? And listen, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Obviously, if you don't like the show, don't listen to it. I'm not begging you to listen to it. I have this feeling. I think I have a wide appeal. I don't have a narrow appeal. Um, I look at Aaron Young like I have a, a wide appeal. I mean, I'm not wide. I'm not. I, I don't want to make it sound like um, a dream kind of comic. I could be considered cheesy, but I, wait, I'm not. You know, people say you're cheesy. It's a good. Uh, there's a whole school of thought when it comes to podcasting. You think you should do a show just driven by yourself, or you shouldn't curse. Well, I leave it as explicit. I'm not dopey, but if a dopey topic comes on, I just let it go because that's that's what a bar is like. I don't normally initiate. 
that doesn't make me a better or worse person. I don't know how much you make, but I'm not foolish about it. I'm not foolish about it. Sometimes I talk about it with myself and my friends and family. So for the rest of the day, I'm going to watch uh, this the inauguration. And I wish everyone well. Please like the show. Follow us on Facebook. Um, if there's any people, anybody here, I think Father Stone will please first, uh, would like to advertise on the show, we do personalized advertising sponsorship, we'd like to sponsor the show, just contact me, I know you're, we have Key Largo listeners, and we have Key West listeners, I'd like to thank Key West, and we're going to be bouncing back, we're going to have a great year, it's going to be a great year, considering the year that we had, you know, considering the year we had, we're going to have a wonderful year, it's going to be pretty good, so Let's, um, uh, if you do have any inquiries, uh, send your inquiries, or if, if you're a fan, send your inquiries to Jim at KeysBartender.com. Um, sponsorships also Jim at KeysBartender at KeysBartender.com. Um, like and send us a review, share us with friends, and until next time, we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. Bye.